0: This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, as always, Dr. Andy Johnson. The title of today's podcast is The Science, in quotation marks, The Science of Reading Clown Club. Now, in the usual practice of academia, research is used to create theories. Theories are then used to explain a set of facts and to understand phenomena. And as new data is encountered and as old theories become obsolete, these old theories either evolve or they're replaced by new theories. That's the natural way of things. And along the way, of course, there's plenty of rigorous academic debate and respectful discourse over the research conducted and the application of the theories. However, as I deliver this podcast, the Science of Reading Clown Club is doing what any clown club would do when they can't win an argument based on merits. They are lobbying state legislatures to force teacher preparation programs at all colleges and universities in the state of Minnesota to include clown club principles in their curriculum. The Science of Reading Clown Club That's an interesting bit of paradox that appears to be based on a misunderstanding of both science and reading. Now, let me explain the simple view of reading. Despite a wealth of varying types of research data from a wide range of sources supporting a neurocognitive model of reading... The Clown Club uses a singular theoretical construct to understand reading and to guide reading research. This is the phonological processing model, sometimes called the simple view of reading. Here, reading is understood to be merely sounding out words. Theoretical models are the lens through which phenomena are viewed and interpreted. However, clinging too tightly to a singular theoretical model can constrain the type of research undertaken. It can limit the research questions asked, constrict the type of data collected, and restrictively influence how that data are interpreted. And with the thickening of the lens the theory becomes increasingly data-resistant. Thereafter, only data that supports the theory are considered valid. This is what life is like inside the science of reading clown club. New data falling outside the theoretical model are either ignored or forced into a reductively inflexible box. In this way, the continued growth and evolution of the field is stymied. The Science of Reading Clown Club has demonstrated this by their unquestioning fealty to the phonological processing model that serves to render irrelevant or non-existent a wealth of research data collected from a variety of fields. Now, this would not be problematic if the Clown Club practices were largely successful in helping struggling readers. But this is not the case. The Clown Club uses scripted programs and prescribed approaches that focuses on direct instruction of low-level skills, reading subskills, now, these are highly successful in producing short term blips on low level skill scores, but these scores don't transfer to actual reading conditions, nor do they impact comprehension. Now, the simplistic View of reading, this simplistic understanding is interconnected with a simplistic understanding of research in the social sciences. The Clown Club engages in paradigmatic parochialism as it relates to research methods within the field of reading. They have determined that only a single type of research methodology can be used to ask and answer questions in the field of education. Controlled experimental research, they say, is the exclusive and epistemologically privileged way of determining causality and making claims as to what constitutes knowledge. But this research paradigm reflects an outdated Newtonian mechanistic paradigm used to understand and come to know reality. Here things exist only to the extent to which they can be quantified. And this is ironically labeled as scientifically based research. However, in true scientific inquiry, the question determines the method. The method does not determine the question. And how can anything be said to be truly scientific if it ignores or invalidates an abundance of data? And that's what this simple view of research does. The clown club insists that the same research methods used to study the physical world in the artificial confines of a controlled laboratory setting are the only methods that can be used to study and make causal assertions about human beings in real-world educational settings. This methodological incarceration creates a narrow and distorted view of the very educational reality it seeks to examine. The result is a paradynamic people through which a complex world is observed. But humans are not standardized products and there are far too many variables in the real world of education to control or isolate. As well, the results of large controlled experimental research don't always generalize to smaller populations. In identifying scientifically based research and education, it's not the type of research methodology that's the problem. It's the exclusive use of one type of research methodology to the exclusion of all others. This methodological peephole creates a very narrow and unrealistic view of the very educational reality it seeks to examine. One of the results of this is that the clown club members can only understand reading in terms of the phonological processing model. And this, of course, is an ununderstanding. Now, the interconnections between research paradigms and instructional practices promoted by the clown club is reflected in the over-reliance of direct instruction used with low-level reading subskills. Using mechanistic research paradigms, cause-effect relationships are converted into stimulus-response instructional techniques. In much the same way a mouse is leveraged into pressing a bar in a Skinner box, direct instruction and behavioral learning are used to leverage or manipulate students into producing predetermined behaviors that represent measurable learning objectives. Learning is said to have occurred when students have displayed the appropriate behavioral response to an instructional stimulus. Reading is said to have occurred when students display the appropriate sounding out word behaviors on standardized tests. Within the clown club, a teaching algorithm called direct instruction is the predominant tool used to leverage students towards measurable objectives. While direct instruction has been shown to be effective for learning low-level skills, it's extremely ineffective for developing high-level thinking, understanding complex concepts, and acquiring sophisticated skills. The subsequent problem is that students who are taught by clown club teachers are force-fed an interminable array of mind-numbing lessons that use direct instruction to teach low level concepts and skills. As a result, these students have few opportunities to participate in activities that would enable them to develop complex thinking and deeper understandings of the world. You don't have to control any variables to understand that if only low level skills are taught, only low level learning occurs. Thus, in clown club world, the myth of the reading disability is perpetuated by the very system designed to make it go away. The predominant use of low-level skills instruction used in clown club world stands in contrast to the wide array of pedagogical practices based on a more complex and complete understanding of human learning that's emerged from fields Uh, fields like neuroscience, cognitive science, psycholinguistics, and naturalistic inquiry. Now, normally I'd be okay with anybody joining any club they wanted, but the science of reading clown club is trying to push their belief system on others. They're trying to mandate a particular belief system, and they're trying to force unwilling practitioners to adapt their views and their practices. They can't win the argument, so they try to legislate beliefs and behaviors. Now let's take a look at the neurocognitive model, sometimes referred to as the psycholinguistic model. I offer this up as an alternative to the phonological model because it accounts for data ignored by the clown club and their use, their exclusive use of the phonological processing model. In the neurocognitive model, reading is defined as a process of creating meaning with print, creating meaning, not sounding out words. And during this meaning making process, the brain uses three cueing systems to recognize words on the page during reading. The phonological, the semantic, and the syntactic cueing systems. As well, readers use what's in their head, schemata, to make sense of what's on the page. Also, during the process of reading, our eyes don't fixate on every word or letter, our eyes fixate on only approximately 60% of the words on the page. And of these fixated words, our eyes usually stop on only one or two letters. Since we can perceive only those things upon which our eyes fixate, it's clear that our brain is filling in the blanks to create meaning during the reading process. It's clear as well that the eyes are directed by information in the cortex, much more so than information on the page during the act of reading. Syntactic cues, semantic cues, and minimal letter cues are used along with information in our cortex to confirm or revise words as the brain seeks to create meaning with print. Reading is not sounding out words. Reading is creating meaning. What readers need, then, according to the psycholinguistic model, is direct instruction related to meaning-making strategies. Not sounding out word strategies. They need direct instruction related to the four word identification strategies. These are morphemic analysis, analogy, context clues, and phonics. Word identification is different from word recognition. And... Readers need to have activities in their curriculum to develop all three cueing systems, and these should occur within a meaningful context to the greatest extent possible. The science of reading clown club is for clowns, not for students and teachers.